Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is Hemet. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast to support this show. Hello. Hello. Happy post-Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. We just have like a normal episode with yeah. normal stories, I feel. Yeah, I think so. All right. Uh, shall we just get into this? Let's go. Okay. There is an article in... Uh, do you know what the Gospel Coalition is? No, I don't know what the Gospel right. Coalition is. What are you talking about? You of course I know it don't. By now. They are a source of much of our discussion. So the Gospel Coalition is a evangelical Christian oh, website. Oh, you don't say. I know. <laughs> That routinely post things. Sometimes they regret it. We talked once uh, a while back. There was a pastor who talked about how you would need to love your wife, and that's like Jesus thrusting the church and stuff like that. What? We, I must have blacked just, that out because that is out. upsetting. Yes, it was like Jesus penetrating the church. No, no, don't say penetrating on he this said, podcast. He said penetrating. You said it. He said it. And then there was a story they published where one Christian woman described her courageous journey in accepting her new black son-in-law, which is a real article they published You're with the lying. title. With the title, uh, <laughs> it was so bad. When God sends your white daughter a black husband. I, it. Is this just a website for people whose kids don't speak to them anymore? Because <laughs> that's what it feels yeah. like to me. I, I would love to go over that particular article in more depth, but I think we may have several years ago. Um, I'm I, I, anyway. I, I, I'm agog. I cannot <laughs> believe what I'm hearing so right now and that I've heard it before. Yeah, that's the Gospel Coalition Oof, for you. Okay, sounds and like a really cool group of people. Sometimes, like with that article in question with mm. the son-in-law, uh, the lady in question who wrote it's like, I asked the Gospel Coalition to remove my article because I didn't realize this would make me look bad. And then they do. And with the Jesus penetrating the church article, oh, God, that was taken down from their it. website. But this one has not. Oh, good. This is what I want to bring up. Their latest article, uh, latest, they put out several a day, but this is one that came out last week. Um, it's from the byline here, anonymous, which oh, you know can't be Such good. a bad sign. Such a bad sign. And here's the headline. I love my transgender child. I love Jesus more. Oh, no. <laughs> you know this isn't going to go oh, well. Oh, no. Okay, can you explain a religious thing to me? Yes, they I hate f- the trans. No, 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 no. I know they hate trans people. That's baked in, apparently. Yeah. Why are they always bragging about loving Jesus more than somebody else? Because I swear to fucking God, it's I remember at way... my, my friend's funeral, his sister was like, 
I love John so much. I love Jesus more. And it's like, <laughs> ma'am, can we not bring him into this? It's like the, uh, I have a bigger dick rule where I just have to prove my superiority to you. So even if we're both in church uh-huh. and there's a worship song playing, I'm going to have my eyes closed and my arms outstretched more than you I s- because I love Jesus more than you do, you heathen who's standing next to me at church. And so do you think the idea is like, the, it's the ultimate it's the pinnacle of love to say I love Jesus more than my kids, do you think? Yes, Jesus comes first, then your family. It's so strange. Then if you're a politician, like it your is... constituents are at the bottom. Sure. You know how this works. It is a specific dick measuring situation, yes. isn't it? Hmm. So this hmm. dad, this anonymous dad, says, you know, he's a true Christian whose whose daughter accepted Jesus from an early age. Is this written by a dude? Oh yeah. Oh, yes. I assumed it was a woman because only yeah. women seem to care about their children. No, 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 no. He's mm. a daddy who says everything was great in his family until, until? when his daughter was, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, yeah, his daughter, his daughter, his daughter, his daughter. On the verge of turning 18, she started questioning her gender identity and then she soon came out as trans. So, so she's, she's roughly. Assi- she's assigned male at birth. Yes. And now and is trans woman. woman. Okay. And she is. Like 17 and 18. We're not talking like an eight-year-old who's questioning stuff, which is a separate issue. Right. Like, no, this is like a pretty much human adult here. Yeah. I don't like a separate issue. It's a separate discussion. Separate discussion is what I meant. Thank you. But so the father says, I'm going to quote from the article. He insists he knows why this happened. Okay. Because there has to be a reason this happened. Yeah. This is, do you know, like, do you know, (laughs) you know, the elephant man? Yes. The reason they thought... So, uh, John Carrick, I think his name was, but he had these uh, horrible um, tumors and, and uh, just issues with his with his body. He could barely stand. Anyway, he was called the Elephant Man because at that time, doctors thought that his mother was scared by an elephant when she was pregnant. Oh, that's why? And that's why huh. it happened. Like, there was a... They had a, to come up with a rationale. Exactly. There is a long history of people looking to blame things that just happen sometimes on something yeah. else. And so the fact that these people are, like, really clinging tight to, like, 18th century medical standards yes. is outstanding news. It's very it's it's all phrenology here. Like, let me feel it's your head a, up yeah, and I exactly, will come up with the reason uh, something's happening. It's astrology for religious people. Uh-huh. Okay, so this dad knows why his daughter is oh, trans. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. And I got to be clear. I'm going to quote from his article several times. Mm-hmm. The father here repeatedly misgenders his daughter. In order for me to read this without constantly trying to think of it, I'm going to quote what he says. Okay. Okay. First... This is why he knows it happened. First, an old friendship came back into our son's life during COVID shutdowns and grew over time. This friend was moving through the spectrum of the LGBT plus community. My wife and I encouraged our son to be faithful to the word, which included showing love and grace to his friend. That's number one. Number two, second, a few other people who had meaningful relationships with my son expressed to him their belief that LGBT plus lifestyles can align with Christianity. So those are the two reasons their uh, daughter is trans. It's because a friend came back into her life. And And also... That apparently spread. The cooties spread. Oh, yeah, that's how they To the daughter. And then also there were Christians who were like, so what if you're trans? It's fine. Jesus still loves you. And that's a problem, you see. So... 
And the mistake this dad made is that he and his wife taught their kids to be kind to others and that Christianity was a religion of love when they should have been more specific That's and nuanced. That's what I'm getting from that. They didn't spend enough time on the asterisk after the Jesus loves you bit. Sure, yeah. Um, I actually don't, maybe I don't think they're necessarily incorrect about this person re-entering their lives and whatever. Having some influence, making yeah. it clear to the daughter, like, hey, you're trans, like, that might be true. Yeah, if, if this is what you're feeling, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm validating it. Because, I mean, yeah. I, I think... But that's not what they're saying. They're saying... it's not what they're saying. They're saying this person I am just trying to be it. a little more graceful for our trans community yeah. and give them a little fucking grace for once <laughs> but like i mean people are saying like oh everybody's queer or trans or whatever now well yeah like if you did not know that was an option for you you don't let yourself go down that mental avenue sure. and yeah like it, it's it's okay <laughs> um i just feel like this article is gonna get worse oh yeah oh, okay, okay so go. the dad goes on to say about uh, the child. If he embraces this lifestyle, he doesn't give evidence of genuine trust in and obedience to Jesus. Obedience is the worst mm. word to use for an adult. Daddy goes on to start blaming himself. He says, oh we thought, how could we affirm an identity that ignores God's goodness for him and ignores the goodness of the physical body? How can we ignore that our son is making himself central and not Jesus? And God, why is this happening? Because this is, making, he's the victim in oh, all obviously. this. Um, he is making himself central? Because, like, I was born, I was assigned the wrong gender, that sort of thing. And that's all about you. You should just look down and accept what Jesus gave you. But like, and okay, that's the end of the story. But what if Jesus gave me high cholesterol? Can I mm. do anything? Or, or if you need glasses or braces. It's yeah, like just accept like, your body the way it I is. I want to work out and change the way my body mm. Then you looks. hate God. Okay. That's why only think... atheists work out. That's how it works. <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh that You will loud. never find a Christian <laughs> at a gym. <laughs> the idea of you at a gym was real funny. <laughs> hey, hey. I will have you know you are correct. You would be the kind of guy who wears <laughs> jeans to the gym. I fucking know it in my heart. How dare you? <laughs> like, you'd, once in a while you're at the gym and there's a guy in, like, loafers and jeans on the treadmill and you're like, dude, what is happening Listen, here? I try to hide in the back. <laughs> just for, just to give you some numbers here. Roughly half of LGBTQ adults in the U.S. are religious, according to uh, really? a survey from 2020. And apparently they're all lying half. to themselves. This goes back to the uh, you're making yourself central. If you're gay and you decide you want to be in a same-sex relationship or act on it, mm -hmm. there are evangelicals who will say you're putting your own desires first instead of what God wants, and that's selfish. Which is what I want. <laughs> right. And so, like... All of them, all these LGBTQ adults in the U.S., this guy thinks, are lying to themselves. Cool. Says the guy who won't tell us his name. <laughs> so he taught, he raised his children to be uh, accepting of queer people, but he himself is like, oh, but not like that. Not like that, yeah. Uh -huh. He says, he goes on to say, he spent a lot of time studying, quote, potential triggers and, quote, causes for why individuals can be drawn into LGBT identities. Is there? A, and never does he say people are just 
they just are. They're just the innate nature of yeah. humanity and the way God made us or whatever. Uh, is there a specific obsession that dudes have with like, instead of addressing the problem, quote unquote, the problem that we're dealing with, figuring out why it happened in the first place? Never. Because I feel like, I remember right when COVID hit, I was talking to this dude in the dog park. He's like, I just need to know if China did this or whatever. And I was like, who fucking cares? Like, let's just sort of deal with the hand we're dealt and then we can go back and like figure out how we can keep this from happening again. But like, can we address the issue at hand right now, please, Absolutely sir? not. Here's the best paragraph in this whole piece. Yeah. For months after his announcement, our son was mostly closed and antagonistic toward us. What? What? Uh, as, You're so nice to him. As he became more confident in Her. his views, Fuck. he opened up more. Today, he's cordial, but there have been many roadblocks on this journey. Like, yeah, I can't imagine why your daughter doesn't really want to talk to you or have a relationship with you. Can you imagine? When I said this was a website for people whose kids don't talk to them anymore, uh -huh. I didn't realize my prediction would be yeah. so very accurate yeah. so quickly. <laughs> and again, why would you want a relationship with this dad? I mean, she's misgendered throughout the piece. We are told she believed she was trans mm -hmm. as if she succumbed to outside pressure. There isn't a hint of sympathy, by the way. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Let me tell you this part. There is no sympathy offered by this dad when his daughter even suggests taking her own life. Trigger warning here. No. Like, here's the passage. I will just read it straight out. These fucking monsters. Mm. During one conversation, when we said we couldn't use his preferred name and pronouns, he said to us, then I can't guarantee I won't kill myself. He eventually went to his room, wailing and weeping profusely. My wife and I were also crying, feeling helpless. Certainly, it'd be easier to simply call him by his preferred name and pronouns. Certainly, it'd be easier to celebrate the things he celebrates. In these moments, it's hard to remember that the change he's asking for will harm him, not only spiritually, but also mentally and physically. These fucking people. Seriously. These they, fucking people. They can't show their daughter any respect because that would be harmful. Uh, her. It would be harmful respect. to her, even though there's plenty of evidence showing that the He's harm caused saying... by refusing to affirm trans identities is plentiful. I um, just, it's so fucking disgusting. I, I'm just so tired of these people pretending that they love anybody or anything when they just... If you're Love looking for things to be the same. If you're looking for examples of hate, listen, let me point you to a nearby church. I can't I cannot imagine I listen, I don't have kids. I cannot imagine one of my writing students looking me at me dead in the eyes and saying, if if you don't allow me to be myself, I am contemplating ending my own life and being like, sucks to suck. Yeah. <laughs> See you never dork. Like well, you don't, don't have Jesus in your life, so I you don't know not. anybody. I guess I'm such a bad person that yeah. I would just call somebody by the name they asked me to call them. <laughs> what a dick. Yeah. This guy also sa Literally. He, he <laughs> says uh, that if I accept my daughter being trans, like it'll harm him not only spiritually, but also, I don't care about spiritually, right? Don't care. But also mentally and physically. You mentally, know what else would harm her mentally and physically? Mm, Suicide. That would too. Mentally, I mean, that reference suggests that he's saying, like, well, if you're openly LGBTQ, there are studies that show that you face mental struggles. You deal with uh, mental sickness. You are depressed. Things like that. It's Do like, you think it's, it's because, because of, of you? you? Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, <laughs> that's your fault, dude. If you're so invested in finding the root cause of things, maybe look into, I don't know, kids who, like trans kids who grow up in religious households yeah. versus trans kids who don't. And I assume his reference to it would harm you physically references like maybe his daughter one day wants to undergo gender affirming surgery, but also not all trans people want that or have the ability to pay for that. So like, you're just assuming oh, yeah. all of people this. People are really maybe. obsessed with the surgery piece of, mm-hmm. of the trans identity, which is creepy because I don't want to know. Like, I don't need to know if somebody's circumcised, let alone like mm-hmm. whether or not they've had post like whatever surgery. I hate it. This uh, anonymous dad also says, by the way, none of this is just hypothetical. This stuff actually was serious. He quote, last year, my son suffered severe depression and suicidal ideation, admitting himself to the ER during Christmas break. It was the bleakest Christmas my family had ever experienced. And those weeks led yeah, to if months. Yeah, only somebody could do something about yeah. it. And those weeks led to months of wondering if I would find my child dead in his room. Our questions persisted. Why can't we just hold him and make everything better? Does God care? And the, only, the thing I want to highlight here. His daughter admitted herself to the ER during Christmas break. Admitted herself. What sort of parent? Like, if your child says, I'm going through stuff, and I think I need to see a doctor for real, and it's and this guy did not take her to the ER. Like, she had to take herself. So, parents not even involved okay. in that trip. So, all right. I need to back up a little mm-hmm. bit, because at first he just said, oh, she, she threatened to harm herself, threatened suicide. And now and actually went to the ER. But... But that to me is very different from my wife and I woke up every day wondering if we were going to find a fucking corpse where our mm. kid used to be. Like it was that serious. And he knows it's serious. And even th- like th- this man is purposely putting his daughter through fucking hell mm-hmm. for, I want to be clear, literally no reason. Right. He is saying time and time again he knows what she believes he doesn't even seem to believe that like anti like that trans people don't exist or whatever he is looking at the entirety of this situation and saying yeah no i'm nailing this yeah i'm doing really good i'm gonna write a little essay about how good a parent i am so (laughs) strangers on the internet can hate me and then people at the gospel coalition are like no yeah, no it's no just this is put great it i love like, this a loving father let me know if she finally kicks it because that would be a really nice <laughs> ending to this article all the clicks a loving so father would do anything to save his daughter's life even if he was ignorant about who she is and even if he disagreed with her decisions that's what a loving parent would do mm-hmm. not this guy because he has the bible and by the way there is a sentence in the piece i'm gonna quote it verbatim The reality is that my wife and I love our son. No irony. I swear to fucking God. Yeah. These people. There's a a more progressive, slightly more progressive pastor online. Name doesn't matter, but this is what he tweeted in response to this post. The wording is off, so bear with me. Sure. Just listen for the sentiment. He's sharing a link to this article, but this is what he writes. My heart is broken. I lost my 28-year-old son in a car accident in April. Hmm. I am a pastor. Nothing would stop me from loving him and embracing him. He was not transgendered, but I would rather have a transgendered son than not to have a son at all. 
Again, yeah. wording I mean, aside. Yeah. Like, why would this there. be a problem for you? I wish I could have my kid back. You mm-hmm. have your kid, and you're just pushing that kid away. Wow. I, I, I mean, it's such a good for him for writing that. Yeah. I just, I'm sorry, I'm really sitting in it. It's so. It's so impossible to watch these things continue to unfold when they're so preventable. Yeah. And even if, like, even if the, you know, people aren't ending their lives or whatever, uh, uh, just knowing that your kid is in abject misery and you have the ability to ease it, you know, you can't solve it. You get your kids, kids are kids, people have issues, you can't solve their problems, but you are the one who is the problem and you don't care. Yeah. And just so total selfishness on you, the parents' part. Yeah. Endorsed, by the way, by the Gospel Coalition. Yeah, no kidding. This isn't some article they just published for the because it's an outside piece or something. No, this has their stamp of approval. And I looked at this. Do they usually have anonymous articles? That's a great question that I looked up because I'm like, I read what they post, and I don't see anonymous very much. So I looked it up. They don't do it often. Okay. When they do it. They did it once in 2020. They did it once in 2019. Both of those articles with an anonymous byline on the Gospel Coalition's website concerned sexual abuse allegations in churches. So I could understand why someone's saying, like, listen, we dealt with this problem in my church. It's yeah. hard. I can understand why someone may not want to identify who sure. they are or what their church is because they're trying to get a message yeah. across, not do something about their particular church, writing about the situation in general. In 2015, a woman who was anonymous also wrote about how she coped with her pastor husband getting fired and what that meant for her, Mm. whose identity had been being pastor's wife. Oh, that's sad. And it's like, okay, interesting situation. Mm. You're you're writing about it. I get why you don't want to identify yourself. You're talking about the thing. I could offer justifications for anonymity. There is no reason for this article to be anonymous because it's just a heartless dude rationalizing why he's throwing his trans daughter under the bus. I mean, is he, would you, could you make the argument that he's, they are protecting the daughter by not naming the dad? I mean, I guess maybe, but. But at this point he doesn't care about. (laughs) He doesn't care about her. (laughs) So. Well, at least he put a story in the world so we can care about her if he doesn't. Yep. I mean, it's, it's not just that this dude is a monster. It's the, People who work at the Gospel Coalition who are just fine with all this. This article is still up on their site, by the way. They have oh, yeah. not taken this one down. Oh, what did he do that was so bad? Yeah. He just is basically baiting his daughter in a suicide. I don't know why they would have a problem yeah. with that. So there you go. Jesus Christ, these fucking people. These people. Okay. Last weekend, I had my in-laws over, and we needed to make dinner in a crunch. Instead of ordering out, we did something even easier thanks to ButcherBox. We were able to grab just what we needed and exactly how much we needed from the freezer. After that, everything else was a breeze. You too can skip the grocery store knowing you have the food you trust and the food you chose in your freezer. I know that might sound strange coming from me since I'm vegetarian, but they have a high-quality veggie burger that I absolutely love. They have options for pescatarians too. And if you eat everything, that's also okay. The food from ButcherBox is high quality, grass-fed, and free-range. Have peace of mind knowing there are no antibiotics or added hormones. Sign up at ButcherBox.com friendly and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer 
plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com friendly and use code friendly to choose your free for a year offer. Plus, get $20 off your first order. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Let's talk about something else that's more regular. Um, Oklahoma. Let's talk about Oklahoma. Here's the okay. situation. Yeah. Um, is it legal to recite Christian prayers over the loudspeaker at your public school? I mean, if you're a student? Not even. Really? Not even. Oh, because you're using Because you're using the equipment? intercom. Okay. Like, you can start, if you're a student, you could start a Christian club. Sure. That's fine. If you're a parent at an elementary school and you go through the hoops, with the hurdles, whatever, you could start a club as long as it's open to anyone, sure. Satanists, whatever, who want to start a club. Fine. But what you can't do is, like, hijack the loudspeakers to pray over the loudspeakers. Yep. Decades of legal precedent have said school-sponsored prayers are illegal endorsements of religion. Mm -hmm. They violate the Establishment Clause, all that stuff. And yet, there is a place called the Prague Prague Public Schools in Oklahoma. That's how they pronounce it, I believe. That's how I heard it. Um, Is it spelled like Prague? Yeah. (laughs) Um, But Prague Elementary School in Oklahoma, not only did they let students say daily prayers over the morning announcements, Mm -hmm. they... They then promoted those kids on social media. God, guys. Seriously, I have four posts right here that have since been deleted, but they basically show a picture of like adorable kids. And Mm -hmm. it says like, Jessica and Hemant asked to pray for our school this morning. And they have several of these posts. Like, yeah, these kids asked to pray for our school today. They asked to pray over our school this morning. Yeah, they were doing Halloween or something. I don't know what the deal was. But so not only are they letting kids pray over the intercom, they're promoting it Mm -hmm. as if they had done something good, which they had not. I want to say the one picture I saw, the girls wearing a Bucky's shirt, which was kind of fun. The dude is wearing one of those shirts that you got at the dark section of Bucky's that has a cross, (laughs) but it's threatening for some reason. Oh, nice. Yes, he is. Um, so the, I, the thing to point out here is non-Christian students obviously don't get the same opportunity here, much less the school back celebration. All of this is a problem. Not mad at the kids, mad at the adults Mm -hmm. who let them do this, right? Okay. So when the Freedom From Religion Foundation found out about this, they did what they always do. They sent a letter to the district earlier this month and they basically said, listen, this is all very concerning it is concerning that you're <laughs> posting this stuff on social media. So mildly put. Yeah. A little concerning. <laughs> we noticed. This is this is how they actually worded it. Even when student initiate, even when student initiated, which this daily practice is most certainly not, given the age of the students and the mm. district's active participation in organizing and promoting it, mm. the Supreme Court has found school sponsorship of prayers unconstitutional. A public school must not host official daily prayers, even if it is students delivering these prayers. Okay. They wrote a nice formal, like, don't, you're wrong. Guys. We're right. We know the stuff. Come on, guys. Here's the legal precedent. Be if you cool want to. about yeah. this. So hopefully the reason to write any of these letters is to avoid controversy because they're just saying what you're doing is wrong. 
put a stop to it, let us know you put a stop to it, and then it's all over. We're good. Uh, their attorney for the district, he actually responded on November 17th, like two weeks after they sent the letter. That's normal. He sent back a letter to them saying, quote, the district agrees that the posts and prayer are inappropriate for a public school district. Oh. And he said, the practice will stop. We're going to delete those earlier posts. That's why you can't find them online anymore. So good. Yay, fine. Problem this solved. This is how it's supposed to work. That's how it's supposed to work. And then we get to this week. Oh, I don't want to be in this week. Then. Remember uh, our buddy Ryan Walters? He is yeah, the... Yeah, the guy I went to high school with. Yes, right. He, not literally. It's just the same name as the guy I went to high school <laughs> Christian with, <guys>. nationalist <laughs> who also happens to be the superintendent of public instruction mm. in Oklahoma. Plays saxophone, too. Yeah. This guy, <laughs> no idea what you're referencing. That's just my friend Ryan Walters. All right. I, that's the only thing I know about him now. There you go. So just a quick background, uh, background on Ryan Walters. He's been a driving force for getting state officials to approve the nation's first religious charter school, mm. which has already resulted in a lawsuit. He approved the use of PragerU materials in public schools. Oh, that's embarrassing. Oh, very embarrassing. PragerU, oof. Yeah, he claimed the Tulsa race massacre, which is in Tulsa, Oklahoma, had nothing to do with race. Oh, he what said did that. it have to do with? What were the, the don't white ask people such a question. sniping at? Yeah, no, don't worry. Oh. He also said uh, President Biden wants to destroy our Christian faith. Well, that's our, true. Our, our. Mine and yours. Yep. And his, yeah. to be clear, his he, formed, <laughs> he formed a faith committee to examine prayer in public school, and it's just a bunch of conservative Christian a pastors. faith committee is yeah. out. And guess what they recommended? More prayer? You'll never guess. Oh, my uh, God. Ten commandments need to go up in every classroom. Listen, when you're say. a hammer, everything looks like a nail. <laughs> yes. And then he even, a couple weeks ago, sent out a sample prayer oh. to all teachers saying, listen, when when you all want to like pray for Israel and not the people living in the Gaza Strip, oh, here's God. the prayer you can use. I'm just saying I'm putting it out there for you. That's Ryan Walters. Cool. So this week, in response to the news that finally went public that, uh -huh. hey, FFRF complained about this thing that was a legit problem, and the district responded and said, you are correct, we will stop, uh -oh. Ryan Walters posted a video online, and I'll just, I'm not going to play this for you. I'm, I'll read you what it says here. Uh, today we see Prague Public Schools backing down to a radical atheist group. What we've seen is a group that's funded by George Soros. Not him again. I yeah. thought we were done with George Soros. Yeah, I'm no, not lying. Never. I don't really know who George Soros is. No one does. I, is he like a real person? He's a real person, and he does contribute to like liberal causes, uh -huh. but like... In terms of how much wealth he has, it's not nearly as much as, like, say, the Koch brothers or other, like, right-wing billionaires. He's just a dude who's rich and also happens to be kind of progressive. Is he Jewish or something? Like, yep. is he... Oh, oh is yeah. That and one now of he's just things? a stand-in for gotcha. Jews. When you hear Republicans say, it's George Soros something something, just replace it with, the it's Jews. the Jews. And gotcha. you get what they're really going for. Anyway... What Ryan Walter said is, what we've seen is a group that is funded by George Soros. Jeez. They're not, They're not. by the way. <laughs> FFRF is not. not funded of by Soros. Yeah. That is atheist. That is from out of state. Has come in and targeted children that are initiating prayers in Prague public schools. Dot, dot, dot. We have to take a stand for our students. Freedom of religion. Their freedom to express their religious beliefs. Yada, yada, yada. We will not allow atheism to be the state-sponsored religion of our public schools. Ooh, not here in Oklahoma. Line. Oh, not here in Oklahoma. You guys need to leave our kids alone, We unquote. have a lot of black people to kill here in Oklahoma. <laughs> 
It's a Tulsa massacre. That is a Tulsa massacre joke. Joke? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, FFRF, not funded by Soros. The fact that they're out of state doesn't matter because guess what? The Constitution applies to the whole country. Yeah. And by ta- the way, FFRF even said in their letter, we're acting on behalf of a, quote, concerned district community member. Mm-hmm. Uh, so FFRF wasn't targeting kids. They were trying to protect the adults from oh, the lawsuit. You, you get the idea. They are purposely misrepresenting what happened in mm-hmm. order to rile up their fans. That's so unlike Shocking. the right. And just to be clear, students still have the freedom to express their religious views, just like they always have. Mm-hmm. They just can't hold other students captive when they do it, mm-hmm. which is why you can't do it over public announcements or over the loudspeaker at a football game right. or anything like that. For the same reason Christian parents or ch- kids of Christian parents shouldn't have to listen to Islamic prayers over the intercom every morning. No one should have to listen to your Jesus stuff either. So and administrators shouldn't be promoting any of it. Right. So FFRF is calling for religious neutrality. They're not saying, well, we need to have atheists, uh, I don't know, Christopher Hitchens' passages right over the intercom. No, they're I'd just say saying, Carl Sagan would be sure, they're, not, they're calling for religious neutrality. That is not state-sponsored atheism any more than like a scrimmage soccer game in gym class that doesn't begin with a prayer. Mm-hmm. That's not an anti-religious soccer game. Well, but something. we do sing the national anthem before every scrimmage match. So it's Obviously, very yes. patriotic, just yeah. not religious. So that's what Ryan Walters did. He put out this video. Uh, the video on Twitter was titled, People of Faith Will Never Be Bullied. Yeah. Oh, you were so desperate to be victims. It's he's exhausting. So, he's so uns- he lives in a Christian bubble where government neutrality is just treated as de facto atheism. It's so annoying. He thinks neutrality is persecution yeah. because he thinks he lives in a Christian theocracy. But at first I was like, whatever, it's this dude. Mm. He always plays this game. It's not that big of a deal. And then oh yesterday, oh there was a weird other development Uh-oh. in this whole story. Because the Prague Public Schools on social media, uh, first of all, FFRF also responded to the video with their own open letter calling for this dude to resign. <laughs> That's just me. You, your disregard for your constitutional duties and your flagrant political posturing are a disgrace to your office. And we once again renew our call for you to resign immediately. Once again, renew our <laughs> call. That's very good, yeah. you guys. Uh, as for the Soros thing, they also said, uh, where Ryan Walter said you're George yep. Soros funded. We wish that were true. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> clearly you are invoking Soros's name as an anti-Semitic trope and conspiratorial dog whistle aimed at your radical followers. For shame. Unquote. <gasps> good for them. That's nice. That's but here's, good. here's the more pressing response. Okay. The Prague Public Schools responded yesterday, Thursday, November 29th, with a public statement on Facebook retracting their own lawyer's letter. No, they're doubling (laughs) down? Yeah, here's, it's a long-ish letter, but here's the part that matters. The response, uh, during this process, I'm going to back up. The complaint raised by FFRF was fully investigated by the school district with guidance from the Oklahoma State Department of Education website, the district's legal counsel, and consultation with members of the local ministerial alliance. I don't know why they have a say uh-huh. in it. During this process, a staff attorney with the district's legal counsel drafted a proposed response to FFRF and presented the proposed draft to the district's administration and school board. The response was deemed by the district's leadership to be an inappropriate response to the FFRF complaint, Hmm. and direction was given to the district's legal counsel not to release the response. That seems like a lie. Unfortunately... 
the response was released. What? Contrary to the district's direction to FFRF. The purpose of this release is to clarify that not only was the release of the response not authorized by any member of the district's leadership, the content of the response was deemed by the district's administration to be unacceptable. So they want backsies mm. on the, we're not going to break we'll the law a letter. Again on this one. Yeah. But what they don't say is what they're going to do now. They say, we shouldn't have se- you shouldn't have published that because we took it back. Right. We didn't mean to send it to you. Sorry. Okay, fine. Well, where does that leave us? Where does that leave us? Because what they don't reference, they don't reference Ryan Walters. They don't reference his video. Mm. They also don't say we're going to resume the prayers right. and the posts with the kids on it. So what happens now? Like, I, I don't know. Why was the letter inappropriate from your own lawyer? We are not told. Why do the district's leaders and their ministerial yeah. Uh, advisory board think they're better equipped to understand the law than the guy who's the lawyer on your staff that, that you, you hired. hired. <laughs> like, we're not told. Will they continue to ignore the law and push Christian prayers over the intercom? We're also not told, but this seems to hint that mm. they're going to move back in that direction. Like, my assumption, and I don't know this for a fact, my theory here is that Ryan Walter's posturing convinced these people that they should fight this and that they would have the state's backing if anyone sued. Yeah. But by the way, what they don't tell you is that, yeah, the state may defend you in court for free because Ryan Walters wants to. But if you lose... lose, Ryan Walters is not going to pay your bills and Mm. you will lose even in Oklahoma because this isn't an on-the-fence sort of issue. This is pretty blatant. As your own lawyer advised you, this isn't... Oh, boy. Like, I want to talk to the lawyer at this point. They just threw that guy under the bus. that is the interview you should snag. By the way, we know his name. The lawyer? The lawyer's name. Did you chat to him? Uh, I did not yet. Um, his, where is his name? Because let's get his name. Cause they're the guy that the district is saying, don't listen to anything. This guy says he oh, doesn't, he doesn't know anything under the bus. Yeah. I wonder if he's resigning or got fired or something. I can't wait. Justin Clyburn is his name. Justin Clyburn. Uh, that is. And I want to know if name. he's like, wait, why are you blaming me for doing the thing you all told, totally told me to do? Yeah. I want to talk to you, Justin. Yeah. I would like to hear all of your opinions. <laughs> And some behind I, the scenes. I drama. did. I did ask Chris Line, who is the FFRF attorney, mm. like, so uh, what do you think is going on now? Here's what he told me: FFRF is concerned that the district seems to be walking back its very reasonable and objectively true response <laughs> that this pra- prayer practice is not permissible in a public school district, uh-huh. and its assurance that this won't happen again in the future. This is clearly established law. FFRF hopes the district will follow the law and cease violating the rights of its students as the response indicated it would. Basically, I mean, I appreciate that response. He can't really do anything or say anything more unless he knows what the district is doing. Yeah. And we don't know what they're doing yet. So it's just something to keep an eye on. They're try- I feel like they're listening to Ryan Walters instead of the atheists who know better, instead of their own staffer yeah. who knows better. This uh, is such and a I don't think bummer. they realize they're being very dumb here. It's just such a bummer because, like, listen, Oklahoma, you do not have the money to be spending on frivolous lawsuits. You will never guess that Oklahoma is not ranked number one in education under any metric. Uh, They're, like, bottom 10%. They are very close to the bottom, depending on which measure you want to use. But, like, they're all not. Oklahoma's not at the top of anybody's list. Which here. I want to be clear. I'm not like gloating about that. No, I wish they were all number one. That's a th- <laughs> oh god. Like, but like truly, 
if you find yourselves in a low ranking of something that's fixable, how is that? They're not more interested in spending money on frivolous legal cases than actually paying teachers more, helping teachers, helping kids, whatever it I is. I listen to a whole. Give them a friggin' instrument. Appar- <laughs> apparently, in there's certain districts that they can't afford to pay their teachers enough to keep them on staff, so they're going to four day school weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so that means that like parents now have to find yeah, good luck to you. Yeah, like figure out what they're going to do with their kid every Friday or whatever. And a lot of them are in church. Did we talk about this? Did we talk about this together? No, I don't know. If we did. Oh, anyway, it's just a. But yeah, that would be hard. Yeah. It's just a wild thing. And also, like, if every district starts doing it, then you lose your competitive edge. And then what are we going to do? Like, two-day school weeks? And yeah. Anyway, the point is maybe we should be funneling money to teachers and educational systems instead of this whatever Ryan Walters is doing. Yeah. All right. I got a fun one for you. Fun. <clears throat> kind of. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to play a clip for you here in just a little bit, but I need to preface this by telling you the guy speaking in the clip I'm about to play for you. His name is John Wilkerson. He is the pastor of First Baptist Church of Hammond, Indiana. Oh, that's And nearby. we talked about this church in particular mm-hmm. last week because we were talking about that TV series, Let Us Pray, and about the independent fundamental Baptist like sect yeah. and how harmful it has been and dangerous it could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it houses, harbors so many predators and stuff. The center, the centerpiece of that entire movement is this First Baptist Church of Hammond, mm. which used to be led by another guy who was accused of being a sexual predator. What? Anyway, John Wilkerson is the new current leader of that church. He's also chancellor of Hiles Anderson College, which is like the Liberty University for Evangelicals. Well, Hiles Anderson is like the IFB's college. Gotcha. So this is John Wilkerson, the guy who runs the church, runs the college, one of the most powerful voices within the IFB movement. Okay. And recently... He issued an apology. What? And it involved, uh, I'm going to read a tweet that was published by First Baptist Church of Hammond a couple weeks ago. It says, in conjunction with our theme for November, resting with eternity in view, we will be hosting, I don't know, we will be hosting a creation evidence expo Mm. over the next few days. Save the date. Plan on joining us. They were hosting a creationism conference Mm -hmm. in earlier this month. Mm -hmm. It happened. And now John Wilkerson, the guy who runs the whole thing, he issued an apology about that. Let me play this Mm. apology for you. It's about a minute long. It has very nice music. Here you go. All right. Listen. Yes. Ooh. Hello friends, thank you for giving me just a few minutes of your time by way of this video. Recently we had a creation seminar hosted here at First Baptist Church of Hammond. With all my heart, what I wanted to do is to educate and equip and empower God's people to face and to give ammunition for the fallacies of evolution and humanism that permeates our society. Though that was my goal, I I grieve to tell you that I probably did not uh, make the best decisions in many arenas. I failed to screen properly what was going to be said or shown in some ways. And uh, I think I hurt many people. I agree that I embarrassed the First Baptist Church family for 130 And so he's going to go on for a little bit here, but you could tell he's very upset about yeah. what happened. Um, he's, there's a couple more sentences here. I, here. If I sent an uncertain sound, I apologize and I sincerely ask your forgiveness. I don't want to cause a distraction, and I certainly don't want to be divisive. So, very contrite. He's going to talk for a little more. I'll talk over him. It doesn't matter. 
very upset about all of yeah. this. There's one more line I want to play for you at the very end here. Um, I would like to just say, yeah. please forgive me. But this also, blah, blah, blah. I want to say thank you for the many folks who have loved us and stayed faithful to pray that God would give us wisdom and help and strength to keep going. Here we go. I plead with you, pray that God will help me make good decisions and that the Lord will continue to propagate his wonderful truth through this ministry and your ministry as well. May the Lord bless you. Okay, here's the big question. What the hell happened? I want all of you listening to this podcast to just pause right now and ask yourself, what did this guy say? He said, I did not make the best decisions in many arenas. I I failed to screen screen properly what was going to be said or shown. I hurt many people. I grieve that I embarrassed the church family. What the hell happened at Creationism Expo that led to a public apology to all these people? Okay. Here is my guess. Yes. My guess is that some investigative journalist registered for this expo using what, like, as a, I'm going to register for this creation thing and then prove creationism is silly or bring in, like, easily falsifiable shit that... Let me run with that for a second. Let's say someone uh, went undercover to the creationism expo. If they are quoting what was said there, I would imagine these people are like, yeah, that's what we said. I don't know what you're mad about because we know the secular world is against us. Yeah. So I don't know that that would be a problem for them because they're like, we want everybody to hear this. Ken Ham wants atheists to come to the Creation Museum, even though they make fun of it. So, like, my theories were, like, did someone say the Earth is older than 6,000 years old? Like, it's old Earth creationism? Or, like, flat Earth, and that's (laughs) controversial? Did they accidentally affirm science? Was a woman allowed to speak? Like, I genuinely couldn't figure out what it was. Oh, you know, I bet they uh, suggested a heliocentric model of the universe (laughs) and got strung up. Yeah. Here's the problem. Some of the creationists who presented at the event... Uh, they were not the the good kind of Christians, you see. They were not IFB Christians. Also, one of them had long hair. A gentleman? A gentleman. Can you believe it? Uh-huh. And one of them... Like Jesus did? Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> and one of them even cited the NIV Bible instead of the King James Bible. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's what this is all about. There is another pastor whose name is irrelevant, oh but he writes God, a blog... It's so- uh huh. There is another pastor who writes a blog called Old Paths Journal. Like, we should go back to the old ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. He responded, he's the guy who, like, heard about this seminar and got pictures from inside. Maybe he was there. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. He's the one who complained about this. And here's what this guy wrote oh, These men were not a ba- Christian snitch. <laughs> yeah. These men were not Baptists and do not claim to be Baptists. In fact, one is a member of a Reformed church. <laughs> And another claimed from their pulpit that he is a Methodist. On Sunday evening, I received a text from a pastor with a picture that showed a long-haired hippie teaching in the pulpit of FBC Hammond. Excuse me, we're saying hippie now? Yeah, we are. Then I received multiple calls from preachers about how they were told that the NIV was used on slides and indecency 
in some of the slides. I I don't know what the indecency is. I want to, to know what the indecency yeah. is. Is it like a painting of Adam and Eve? And they're like, oh my God, it's I, boob. I did figure that's what it was, but I don't know. He goes on to say, a long-haired hippie teaching that's in so the pulpit <laughs> is in direct contradiction to scripture. No, it, it he didn't say he that. Said, unquote. No, no, no. It they, does. They it, cannot be this unintentionally ironic. Yeah. They cannot be this ignorant of what the words are. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I spent some time looking for a picture of that portrait of Jesus, the, the stereotypical portrait of Jesus uh-huh. in FBC Hammond. I'm like, where is that? It's got oh, to be it something. Has to I be. couldn't find it immediately. But it does not matter, this blogger says. It does not matter what he was going to teach. The fact that he blatantly disobeys God word, God's word should have alerted anyone to his spiritual discernment and that he is d- to be disqualified to teach people. Disobey God's word and that he had long hair? Yes. Wait, what? When did this start? Have we... Uh, it's on the Sermon on the Mount. Like, help the poor, uh-huh. cut your hair, hippies, uh-huh. etc. Shave. He, yeah. He says, the blogger says, a member of Sugar a reformed... Sugar ladies. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> a member of a reformed church has no business teaching in a Baptist pulpit. A self-proclaimed Methodist, oh obviously, God. is doctrinally wrong on baptism, the local church, and likely on salvation. It doesn't <laughs> matter. doesn't matter if these men are, quote, good Men, they are doctrinally wrong and have no right to speak in a Baptist pulpit. To allow these men to teach in blue jeans and polo (laughs) shirts as if this is a golf club is simply a total disrespect of God's word, his church, and his way, capital H's, all the way through. By the way, he also said, in response... In response to anyone preemptively responding to anyone suggesting this was just some innocent mistake and like not a big deal, you could let it slide. He says in all caps, wait for it, wait for it, hogwash. Ah! (laughs) By the way, come around here. Look at the picture of the long haired hippie with the polo shirt. This is the creationist who was speaking at the seminar. Like, whatever. It's just a dude. It, it goes to his chin. It's parted down the middle. It's like the Kevin Sorbo Hercules-esque Yeah, it's like a, a shag. Yeah. Um, and I again, mean, he's speaking to this crowd of... The, jeans like he's in a golf club. <laughs> oh, it's so good. First of all, you yeah. can't wear jeans to a golf club, dum-dum. <laughs> <laughs> this is what they're concerned about. Like, not accuracy. Certainly not science. I mean... Not true. Just image and labels. The obligatory you let them fight, yes. right? Like, oh, oh yeah. this is outstanding. Yeah. I want front row seats. I, I Apparently, everything would have been just jeans. fine for everybody if fellow IFB members with short hair and suits were the ones lying about science to all these impressionable youth. I That would have been cool. So happy right now. <laughs> I think this cured my depression, there actually. There you go. Keep in mind, last week, oh God, we discussed so how the IFB was a hotbed of <laughs> sexual abuse. Oh, yeah, it's those guys. <laughs> but what did the guy who's at the top of the totem pole for IFB churches, what did this guy apologize for? Okay. I'm sorry I allowed the long-haired hippie to preach young earth creationism from the pulpit. Yeah. So that blogger who started this whole mess, uh, after the apology video came out, he responded and said, I respect the apology and hope it is sincere. So he's like, but I'm not taking down my post. I (laughs) cannot believe this. This is so funny. Holy shit. Glorious. Yeah, it was great. 
Let's talk about another fun one. This involves, do you know the singer Sabrina Carpenter? You're an old like me, so the answer is no. I was going to say, is she related to Karen Carpenter? (laughs) Not even. No, Sabrina Carpenter is 24. Uh, I don't know anyone. Uh, Can't Period, end of sentence. I know, yeah, exactly. Uh, But she is a Disney star. She appeared on Girl Meets World, the sequel to Boy Meets World. She was like the sassy best friend of the main character, that sort of thing. And of course, if you're in that pipeline, you go from being on the Disney show to being a pop princess. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Sometimes so, you go the Hallmark route. You oh, never know. Oh, sure. So she rec- so she's she has popular songs. She came out with her most recent music video for a song called Feather. And apparently the story is her people got in touch with a church in Brooklyn and said, can we use your church for our music video? Oh. And the person running the church is like, yeah, fine. Use our church. And they did. And then the music video came out on Halloween, and now everyone's pissed off. Everyone feels generous. (laughs) Yeah, why are they mad? Why are they mad? Because uh, the Diocese of Brooklyn Uh is mad because when she used Our Lady of Mount Carmel Annunciation Parish. Annunciation? With an A, yep. Annunciation Parish. Like, how mad are they? They're so mad that the priest who okayed her usage of the church, they have relieved him of all administrative duties. Fuck. Like, they're very Wait. mad. Okay. And they're saying, you gave her team permission for the filming, but you did not follow diocesan policy regarding the filming on church property, which is supposed to include, like, a review of the scenes and the script. And the bishop of the, of the diocese they actually had to do another massive reparation, which the diocese said restored the sanctity oh, of this boy. church and repaired the harm, but also were totally punishing the priest who said yes to you. Yeah, the auras are done to these people. Like, it's right. so all of a piece. By the way, the, can't differentiate. I'll, I'll get into the video in a second, but oh. the Diocese of Brooklyn, just so you know, faced uh, nearly 600 lawsuits after the state passed a law in 2019 giving survivors mm. of sexual abuse mm-hmm. more power to get justice against their alleged assailants, those 600 lawsuits, when they opened up that window for them to file them, they named 230 clergy members. Oh. Most of them are dead. Some mm. of them are not. That's what this church, that's what this diocese should be worried about. Well, yeah, but um, a girl was scantily clad in a church. So. That is exactly how this played out. Like, I'm not going to play the video because I don't want this whole thing to be demonetized on everything. <laughs> But the song itself is about breaking up with guys who don't put any effort into a relationship. Like the lyrics say, I feel so much lighter, like a feather, with you out of my life. The video shows a bunch of men fighting over her, literally fighting over her, Mm -hmm. like in a gym. And then you see corpses on the ground. Jesus. I know. There's a bloody fight. No one survives. She's in an elevator. A dude, like, sexually harasses her. He dies as well. And then it's so far. I'm really on this music video. (laughs) It's a catchy song. The (laughs) final 45 minutes is just her in this church wearing a skimpy dress, dancing around the altar with 45 minutes. Seconds. seconds Oh, God. Of like a three, (laughs) it's like a three minute video. The final 45 seconds is her inside the church dancing around the altar, Uh. and surrounding the altar are like pastel covered coffins of the men men who wronged her, presumably. This video so much. <laughs> it's it's great. Uh, I'll, I'll show you the picture in a second too. Like, there's nothing you could watch. Take take a look. I'll show you the picture here. There's nothing anti-Catholic in the video, but that's the song and that's the iconography that she's using. And the thing is, uh, she's not. She's using the church imagery here, 
Probably because everyone kind of knows what a Catholic church looks like, even if you're not Catholic. And it's a beautiful building. It is a beautiful building. That's why they use that and not say, as some people suggested in uh, response to all this, like, well, you would never see her in a mosque. Like, yeah, you wouldn't. You know why? Because one, that's not the predominant religion in the country. Mm -hmm. And two, most people don't know what the inside of a mosque looks like. It wouldn't make the point. Yep. But when you're in a church with That's these really coffins point, and giant Catholic imagery everywhere, it's like, oh, yeah, you're in a church. Yeah. No one knows it's that church <laughs> unless you know it personally and or also, anything. also, I'm sorry, do you think this girl's pastel coffins are the thing that's going to harm Catholicism when y'all have managed Dude. to skip out of thousands of, of accusations of misconduct? No, like. We- This is your line in the sand? There is a way they could have gone about this. Because this video is, it's even without the controversy, quote unquote, it's a popular singer and a popular video. They very easily could have said, yeah, you saw the fake version of this in her video? Come check out the real thing. We'll give you tours if you want young people. Behind the scenes. Look at where she filmed. By the way, give us some money and we'll take you on a tour of the actual church. By the way, if you want to, why don't you sit in for a service? Like, they could have done that. Mm -hmm. Nope. They're just offended that one of their buildings was, quote, like, tarnished by someone popular using it as a scenic backdrop for a song you would never hear in church. Sorry, what was their um, specific complaint? Like, was it that... They didn't say, like, she desecrated the church, really, but they implied it because they had to undo the damage with a special mass. And she may have done costume changes, but what I saw her wearing was pretty, like, her... It was short, but like yeah, super short black. Uh, there's a special name for the dress. Don't ask me it's about like the dress. It's like a flouncy yeah. kind of deal. But it's, she's wearing like a skimpy outfit. But like it's not, whatever, I, mean, I would argue it's really not skimpy. It's it's, it's, it's fine. apparently very trendy. So yeah, not skimpy so much as like yeah, people know what this looks whatever. like. Don't ask me about fashion. I, that's what I'm trying. What to they get said to. is we're appalled at what was filmed, but they didn't really specify what about her video they didn't like. But also they went after the priest who said yes to it because, because he didn't follow the rules about letting them okay the script or whatever. Which I guess he broke a rule. Like if yeah. you're gonna sign up for all these dumb fucking rules, you're gonna be you're <laughs> gonna live by the sword and die by the sword, yeah. right? Like you don't get to pick which shit you get to listen to. Yeah, the parish, the church actually told the diocese that dude, her people lied to us. They failed to accurately represent the video content. Mm. And the yeah, past that's passing the buck, my dude. It is. The pastor even said on Facebook, he he posted an apology. The pastor, this the priest here, he so, posted an apology on Facebook earlier this month saying, I did agree to let them film uh, back in September. And he, I'm going to quote the funniest thing here in his letter. He did a, quote, general search of the artists involved, and it did not reveal anything questionable, which is hilarious because if I do a search on Sabrina Carpenter songs uh-huh. on YouTube, they're all kind of the same type of thing. Sure. Like, you're telling me you, you know saw her, her vibe. Yeah, you you're telling me you saw her other videos and you're like, I don't see anything wrong with this. And like, then say, it's not like this is her first quote unquote controversial yeah, that's right. or whatever. Like this is an established and a quick Google search. Like, first of all, Google search for Disney child star turned pop singer. Yeah. Like, what do you think you're gonna see? I mean, Google's bad enough. <laughs> She's been openly supportive. Sabrina Carpenter has been openly supportive of LGBTQ people. Ah, that's not surprising. Bing bong, found it. He did say most of the filming was supposed to take place outside near the church, which it was. Um, so he didn't think they were gonna do much inside the church. But again, when you 
say yes to letting someone use your house for a thing or right. a church for a thing, yeah, they're going to redesign it. But then in theory, they're going to put it all back together like you never knew they were there, at least if they're good and professional about it. Like they didn't know what the video was because nothing in the church changed. Nothing was actually desecrated. I desperately desperately want to want somebody to go back and find every single movie tv show music video that was filmed at that church that Mm -hmm. they quote unquote approved of and i will eat my hat if there isn't violence or sex or (laughs) something like that it reminds me i um there's a podcast i love called till death do us blart and it's the mcelroy brothers and a couple guys from new zealand they watch um paul blart mall cop 2 every year for what? the rest of linear time. What podcast do you listen to? It's called Yeah. Till Death Do Us Blurt. Yes. Um, but anyway, they this year they were talking. And so this this guy, oh shit, Martin McDonough, maybe his name is. He plays the villain in it. He's got two different colored eyes. Apparently, he famously refuses to do sex scenes because he's a Christian man. And Justin McElroy pointed out, like, he this is his belief. I won't like. I won't pretend to make love with another woman because of my faith. But literally in this movie, he's like, I'm going to go murder this tween girl. See you in a little bit. And it's just like, why is the line no smooching a woman? But Because that's bad. That's unchristian. But icing a kid is fine. Yeah. Like the 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 weird worldview they have that sex is so dangerous and damaging and violence is Fine is astounding to me. If the video was explicitly anti-Catholic, whatever, Sinead O'Connor ripping up a picture of the Pope, Uh, okay, I kind of get your... Outrage, didn't realize this was going to be like this. If it was like, uh, you know, the new Sex and the City series, they asked Peloton, hey, can we borrow one of your bikes for our show? And Peloton's like, Sex and the City wants to use one of our bikes? Uh Go for it. Yeah. And famously, the episode they used it in turned out to be a death scene for one of the characters who had a heart attack on the bike. Oh. I can understand why the company would be like, didn't think that's Um, what you were going to do. Sorry, guys. Did you want us to be selling a death (laughs) machine? Is that what's happening? But what they should have done, like we said earlier, they should have followed, we don't say this often, they should have followed the example of the Mormon church, which (laughs) after the Book of Mormon musical came out by the South Park guys, they were like, they advertised in the playbill Mm. and said like, all right, you saw the show, now come see the real thing. And told people, okay, go check out the actual website for the LDS church, which, you know what? Props to you. That's the way you do it. Well played. Not this, not these people. Um, (laughs) They're just so bad at everything. They're bad at marketing. They're bad at research. They're bad at contextualization. They're bad at prioritization. Like, what are they good at? Yeah. (sighs) Not reaching out to the youth. Truly, like, fucking go watch Sister Act, sir. <laughs> like, do you think that that is... Actually, yeah. you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I want... I need to... Somebody go look up um, Fleabag, because the second <laughs> season, they definitely fuck in a church. Oh, there you go. Could have done somebody tours find for out. that. Somebody find out if that was a decommissioned church or not. <laughs> I have many questions. We ne- This deserves my time and energy. There you now. go. All right, let's talk about a much more serious story. I got oh, a couple more, and I then I'm done. To. But this was... This shocked me, and I don't get shocked that easily by these stories. Mm. Um, Oregon has been apparently paying a Christian nonprofit group tons of money to house foster children with 
virtually no regulation. What? This is what was scary. This is from Oregon Public Broadcasting. Um, the reporter's name is Lauren Dake. She's been following the story for a while, and this report she filed was just incredible. Basically, Oregon has been struggling. Blue State, by the way, been struggling mm. for years to care for foster kids, vulnerable kids. Of course. They've spent millions of dollars to just put hundreds of kids in hotel rooms wow. with like a rotating cast of caregivers was the phrase they used. And just sending kids to out-of-state facilities that were rife with abuse. This is stuff we already knew if you followed the reporting on mm -hmm. this. Like, none of that helps kids find a permanent home. Mm -hmm. Or, if not permanent, if they're foster kids, like, until they're adults and can be on their own. Sure. None of this is good for their mental health. None of this feels like they're loved and wanted. Mm -hmm. And now we know how bad the situation is. Because what uh, Lauren Dake discovered is that state officials are now outsourcing care to a Christian ministry called Dynamic Life which puts foster uh, children in short-term rental homes, like Airbnbs. Mm. And for that care, the nonprofit Christian ministry receives, and I'm quoting here, 100 times the amount that the state pays foster care parents. And I'm going to quote the actual article here. In October 2022, okay. Oregon child welfare officials signed a contract with Dynamic Life, <clears throat> noting that they could be paid up to $2,916 per day. What? For every child or teenager, for every kid, the state places in their care. Compare that to the amount the state's child welfare system pays a foster parent to care for a teenager, which is $795 per month. Fuck. And if a child has special needs, they'll get paid slightly more, but we're talking hundreds more. How did this get such a cherry deal? In the last 12 months, still quoting here, in the last 12 months, the state of Oregon has paid the religious nonprofit more than $7.75 million Jesus. to provide support services to about 40 kids. What? <clears throat> yeah. So here's the thing. Jesus Christ. There is a question. How the hell did you say yes to this? Yeah. Like, what are you thinking? It's not weird for a Christian nonprofit, by the way, to receive taxpayer dollars to perform secular services. Yeah. That in itself is not illegal. We talk about this a lot in regard to like um, an adoption yes. thing of like you can get state funded unless you are being discriminatory. Right. But these groups are supposed to play by the government's rules right. and have an appropriate level of oversight. And that's why there's legal battles when those adoption agencies might want to discriminate against gay parents or non-Catholic parents mm -hmm. or whatever. <clears throat> that's not what's happening here. Like, there's no oversight here. There's no regulation. If anything, it's so much worse because the ministry is sucking up this money that could be used to help those kids in other ways. Fuck. Like, it's almost impossible to overstate how much more the kids would benefit if that money went to certified foster parents yeah. instead of this ministry. And we know that this ministry isn't held to the same kinds of standards. Like, in normal situations, state officials and attorneys would have access to the kids... Um, they don't with this ministry. Hmm. Employees. And they're in state or out of state? In state. Okay. Employees at licensed child care agencies have training when it comes to like, don't hurt the kids if they're acting out, which they may. Yeah. Employees with this ministry don't have to be licensed. Licensed agencies run background checks on mm -hmm. potential employees. We don't know who this ministry is hiring. And in fact, according to the article, dozens of staffers at this ministry have not gone through background checks. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You can't even volunteer at my barn without a, ba without right. a background check. Right. Um, 
Lauren Dake also pointed out that the guy who founded this ministry, his name is Nathan Weber. He's mm. a fan of Tucker Carlson and Pat Robertson. Mm. He's anti-trans, which raises questions about how they might handle LGBTQ children. Poorly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the thing is, none of that stuff is disqualifying per se, but it, it raises questions about what does he do to care for these kids? Um, by the way, the guy who's the current president of the ministry, not the founder, but the current president, he hires people as young as 18, which, again, they're not certified, mm. who are willing to, quote, work at least 72 consecutive hours a week. Like a doctor? Yeah. Um one of the employees charged with helping kids, according to the article, with their mental health. He's, that's his job. He's supposed to help kids with their mental health. He says on the website uh, that he is Christ's psychologist in training. Well, that's alarming. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy, uh, Nathan Weber, the guy who founded the ministry, his son is currently facing numerous misdemeanor charges related to harassment and menacing his own young children. Jeez. Court documents allege that he placed his children in, quote, fear of imminent serious physical injury. He also works for this ministry. Like, these people shouldn't be around children, yeah. much less the most vulnerable Christ. children. And obviously, we haven't even talked about the strictness or religious bigotry. Right. One child interviewed said she was only allowed to speak to her best friend a total of 10 minutes a week. When a 15-year-old told Nathan Weber she was non-binary, he responded, because he listens to Tucker Carlson, uh, with, and I identify as an attack helicopter. helicopter. Yeah. They have one joke. They do. So the reason Oregon child welfare officials approved spending $2,000 per day per mm -hmm, child mm -hmm is apparently to prevent and reduce the risk of temporary lodging. Like, it's better to be with this ministry than in a hotel mm -hmm. or out of state with other people. But by giving that money to an unlicensed Christian ministry with uncredentialed staffers, it's... they are making a serious problem even worse. And in fact, when a real foster parent offered to take that 15-year-old non-binary child in, mm. the ministry kept her in place by having a staffer become certified as a foster mom allowing them to say the kid already lives in a foster home. Okay. So the state now says, in response to the article, that it is conducting an internal review of dynamic life, which is good, but also why the hell didn't that happen sooner? Right. Like, the ministry has lobbyists. They appear to be buying more property in Oregon so they can, like, build up. They're making a lot of money off of this. And, and again, you have to ask, why didn't state officials care about enough about the welfare of kids and why were they more interested in just throwing money at a solution without doing their due diligence because it doesn't matter if it's the catholic church or christian boarding schools whenever a religious institution claims that they take care of children mm -hmm. you should always fear the worst mm -hmm. and just double they have check. not earned your your trust yes. they have not earned that um and again i don't know i don't remember off the top of my head i don't know who made the decision here yeah, who I, gave them the stamp of approval it's never a one person thing sure i'd like to know a timeline too i'm just wondering and if it's not they necessarily found themselves... elected officials it might be people working at child welfare offices or whatever yeah i'm just wondering if like it was a situation where they felt backed up into a corner of okay starting in 2023 we can only have three people per staff member instead of four. And yeah, so, like, that's just what I'm wondering they, if that was the case, that they were just, like, frantically trying to place people to be legally, you know, I would assume they just don't have enough qualified, mm. certified foster parents on the rolls mm. that they could place kids in 
their homes right. and they're like, we need answers. We, what are our options? Keep them in a hotel, send them out of state. We don't want to do that. Oh, here's a Christian ministry. Yeah. We need warm state. beds. They have warm beds. Yes. And they're saying we can take care of this. This is what we do. Yeah. Okay. Here's all the money you need. Go take it. Here's more money. Here's more money and than you could ever need. Yeah. And yeah, they don't, but again, when it's a religious ministry, you don't get the same level of oversight. That's a, that's a problem. Put that into secular solutions. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. Give it more. So frustrating, uh, but important. And scary. Very scary. And Poor along kids. those same lines, I have one last story for you here. Really intent on a down note? Uh-huh. Um, but this involves homeschooling, mm. and this is the same type of thing. I'm going to back up for a second and tell you just, here's the issue with homeschooling in general, because this story brings to mind an older article I remember reading uh, from a few years ago, and it stuck with me to this day. Uh, this involves Cynthia uh, Job, G. Uh, J-E-U-B. I don't know how to pronounce that. J-E-U-B. But Cynthia and her 15 siblings, they were on a season of the TLC show Kids by the Dozen. It was like a Duggar family spinoff, but not with that family. Uh And this was in 2007. Since then, Cynthia has written a lot about growing up in a quiverful household Mm -hmm. and the problems that arose when Mm -hmm. she questioned or channeled, uh, challenged the family's Christianity. Mm -hmm. And one of the things she talks about is being homeschooled. And one of the things she wrote, the thing that has stuck with me, is she wanted everyone to know that, like, homeschooling isn't bad if you're getting a decent education. Mm-hmm. It can be fine. Yeah. I want to make that clear, too. I agree. Yeah. She says, I did not have a fine education. And I'm posting here my entire high school transcript for all of you to see. Whoa. And if you look at this transcript, it's A's and B's down the line. Um like, here is her whole high school transcript with in, uh, personal information redacted. But some of the courses, she says, like freshman year, she took Bible. She got an A. Survival, she, and, hunter's survival and hunter's safety was a class where half credit class where she got an A. She I took saw apologetics I saw in there. Apologetics. She took basic sewing. She got an A in that. And yes, there is... Uh, U.S. history and writing and math. That's mm. in there, too. There's literature, yeah. But there's a lot of other stuff that's questionable. Uh, Is that pre-algebra? She got an A in senior year in volunteer child counselor, whatever that's supposed to mean. Wow. But okay, she's posting this in there, but here's the thing she wrote about all this. Like, mm. you can make fun of some of those classes. And I will. But also, she took reading, writing, other stuff. Rhythm. But here's what she wrote. Um, when I... Below is the actual high school transcript that I designed and wrote myself based on a template I found on Google and asked my parents to sign. The first thing to note is that I had never been graded on anything and knew only that I needed to be realistic while getting as close to a 4.0 score as possible, which means all A's. When I presented it to my dad, he asked why I had not put down 4.0 in everything. Like, why didn't you give yourself A's? And I said it didn't seem realistic to me. I knew I hadn't taught myself math very well, though I tried to work my way wait, to the answer. She on taught my own. herself? Uh-huh. Her parents didn't teach her? Uh huh. She says, every grade is not even a guess, but a blatant lie because I never had grades. I just needed to write something that looked like I had. Wow. So, what did she that learn? Who is knows? 
an indictment of the homeschooling system, isn't it? So Cynthia went to a community college later Uh, in life, and she obviously struggled at first. It took years for her to figure out what holes actually existed in her quote-unquote education. Mm -hmm. Like, it's kind of incredible she figured it out to the point that she could write about all this stuff eloquently. Or that she wanted to go to college, even though education clearly was not something that was important in her family. And the, the only reason I bring this up is this is what could happen. I'm not saying this is all homeschooling, but I am saying this is what could happen when homeschooling is unregulated. Because when there are no checks from the government, and when there are parents who would deprive their children of a well-rounded, rudimentary education, Mm -hmm. usually in favor of like a gender-based, Bible-heavy curriculum. Right. And we've seen that in ultra-Orthodox Jewish communities, Mm -hmm. as well as evangelical ones. This is the sort of thing that could happen. So that's your backdrop. That's what I was thinking of when I saw the story that happened this week. This is from uh, Sharon Lurie of the Associated Press. The Associated Press published this article about Springfield Preparatory School, which is an umbrella school for Christian homeschoolers in Louisiana. And basically the story is about how the lady running this place, her name is Kitty Sibley Morrison. She will sell you a diploma for 465 bucks a pop. Oh, it's literally a diploma mill. It is literally a diploma mill. She will stamp her school's name on diplomas for homeschooling parents who request them, even when there's no indication the kids have earned those diplomas. This is shades of, I'll give you a doctor's note from your priest so you don't have to get the COVID vaccine. 100% that's what I was thinking of. Like There were a lot of pastors who were like, just tell me you need a doctor's note or a priest's note, religious exemption to get out of getting a vaccination and I will sign it for you. Some of them, by the way, a 24 year old (laughs) high school teacher who just like wants to be cool with the kids still. And is just like, yeah, you want cigarettes? I can eat cigarettes. Like just no, no care. Some of those pastors, by the way, charge for those doctors, for those. Of course they did because it's a capitalistic enterprise. So Morrison, who (sighs) runs this Springfield preparatory school, doesn't matter if the kids took classes with her organizations. Many don't. She doesn't verify any of this. But she's able to get away with it because Louisiana sucks when it comes to oversight of children who are homeschooled. Here's This is from the article. Unlike public schools, formal homeschooling programs, or traditional private schools, nearly 9,000 private schools in Louisiana do not need state approval to grant degrees. Over 21,000 students are enrolled in the state's unapproved schools, nearly double the number from before the pandemic. And according to one Department of Education official in the state, there is no way for the government to verify safety, quality, or even whether a school exists. There's no way to verify if a school exists or nope. not, Hemant. Is you that what you're saying the to government, me right now? I have a school, y'all, and my kid's going to go there. Now we are off the grid. And again, some of those kids might be receiving a fine education with at least the basics we can all agree on that you need to know. The problem is that the same conservative Christians who usually push for less government regulation in this area Mm. don't give a shit about the kids who fall through the cracks. They do not. Rather than making sure there's even a base level of accountability, those activists just want no oversight and right-wing lawmakers will allow them to do it. In Louisiana, homeschooling families could receive a state-recognized diploma by submitting test scores or students' work to prove that the kid has some measure of education. Uh-huh. And those diplomas that are state-recognized, they're, they're recognized by colleges. They let kids apply for scholarships and all that. Like, they're actual diplomas. 
even if you it's didn't go a through a traditional school G- system. Is it? It's not even a GED. It's not the same. It's a genuine high school diploma. But Louisiana says, like, just show us your kid did some work and we'll give you a diploma. Mm-hmm. And again, it'll say homeschooled, whatever. Yeah. It'll say you didn't go to a school. But if your work or your grades or whatever, the college will look into it and decide if they want to accept you or not. But at least the diploma is real. Kind of. Yeah. Does it count? Depends. But they're but, getting, but if they're getting transcripts like this that are based on nothing. Then the state can say, well, we're not going to give you one of our diplomas. Like, you got to show us some level of okay. actual stuff. Okay. But Louisiana gives parents the options of doing nothing. You don't have to get state approval. You don't need to submit test scores. You can set up a private school, but you don't have to tell the state who's attending it. And like, your, your kids will not get a state-sanctioned diploma but by the time they're like Etsy made homemade alternative, yeah. like when they realize, oh, this doesn't actually mean anything when your 18 year old figures that one out. Yeah. It's going to be too late for them to do anything about it because now they're way behind all the other kids. Well, I mean, that's the thing that is so harmful. And this is when we talk about like care of children, it's because they don't have the context or the worldview to understand like what is ultimately damaging. If I made my curriculum when I was 14, I would not have learned math because I do not like math. Right, right, right. But but people who know better than my 14-year-old self were like, hey, you need math even if you don't think you do. Right. Because we have decided there's a set of skills humans need to be functioning adults in the world. And whether or not it's all right or wrong, at least there's some standard of education. And there are Christians who will say, we don't have expertise in history or science, but we know how to access that stuff. We work in coalitions with other parents and we have groups and we do this together and like, one of them handles math and we handled it. Whatever. There are ways to do it. A hundred percent. But the problem is because there is little oversight in some states like Louisiana, right. we have heard stories about sexual abuse in these homes or doctored academic records. But a lot of times the horror stories involve children who only think they're getting an education, but they're really not. And they can't come to terms with it for 20 years out. Right. And this is also from the article, just given some more background about how conservative Christians were the ones who pushed for this. Um, Louisiana's unapproved private schools came into being in 1980 Mm. when Christian ministers who ran small private schools joined forces with the budding homeschool movement to Mm. push for the deregulation of private education. Lawmakers eliminated the requirement for private schools to have at least 50 students and state-certified teachers. Mm -hmm. Opponents have tried on multiple occasions to get the law repealed, but faltered in the face of lobbying efforts from Christian homeschool groups. Um, And now, by the way, a dozen states, including Illinois, by the way, allow families to open a private school as a form of homeschooling. Mm -hmm. Uh, Around half the states require uh, those schools to teach things like math and reading. Half? Half of them. Mm. Louisiana, not one of them. Um, And all of Mm. this stems from, like, the uh, Homeschool Legal Defense Association, which is this right-wing lobby group Mm -hmm. that basically opposes any kind of oversight from any government, and they do not give a shit about the kids who slip through the cracks. Um, The Associated Press story... They mentioned one woman who dropped out of high school, never earned her GED, mm. but she did pay for a diploma from this lady, Whoa. hoping it would open some doors for her, um, thinking if I just say I have a diploma and Nobody's I have a picture, double check. maybe no one's going to double check. But by the way, according to the AP, like 
your diploma is actually illegal. And here's what it said. What? The document was backdated to 2015, which is when she would have graduated high school. You can't backdate a diploma. Like, I can't give you a diploma today and just erase the date on it. It also said... Wait, why would they do that, though? Because that's when she would have graduated. So they're just like, oh, you need us to give you a fake diploma? Let's just change the date on it. It also said she completed a program for graduation, quote, approved by the Louisiana Board of Education. That's just not true. Wow. And when the AP inquired with Morrison about that, she said, "Uh, it was a mistake and the document will be corrected. Also... The signs at the school, her school, advertise state-approved diplomas. The state hasn't approved any of this. And Morrison said she can use those words because she encourages each family to also sign up for the state-approved home study program. Doesn't mean they all did. Um, But by the way, the question is, like, if you say it's a state-approved diploma, and it is not, you are committing fraud. Yeah. Will they do anything about it? Who knows? Probably not. Probably not. I don't um, think Louisiana is swimming in money for education, but what do I know? I know. Uh, earlier this year, we actually, we discussed on this show, uh, there was a profile in the Washington Post about a Christian couple, Christina and Aaron Beal, who were both conservative Christian homeschoolers. Christina even went to Patrick Henry College, which is a private mm-hmm. Christian school founded by a guy named Michael Ferris, who is the guy who started the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. Perfect. And the thing is, despite their conservative Christian upbringing, they had a daughter and they said, we might want to enroll. They have four kids, but the oldest daughter, they're like, should we enroll her in public school? Mm. And they did Mm. for a bunch of reasons. And it turned out they realized this is actually kind of nice. Oh, I remember. Remember? We talked about these people. We did. And their first grader fit in. Her Mm -hmm. teacher loved her. She made new friends. Her reading improved. Mm. And basically the Beals, this was the interesting thing in the article, they saw firsthand oh, this is not run by, like, liberal groomers. Truly. And Aaron said the quotation, people who think the public schools are indoctrinating don't know what indoctrination is. We were indoctrinated. Uh, But this is the thing. This is what educators have been saying for years. This is what public school advocates have been saying for years. Mm -hmm. Like, the best public schools, and there are plenty of bad ones, but the best ones expose kids to this wide array of knowledge and a variety of people, Mm -hmm. and they probably would never find that stuff inside a conservative Christian bubble. Like, those schools are heavily regulated. They have standards. And if kids fall through the cracks, there are systems in place to help them out. Of course, public schools have flaws. They should not be immune from criticism. But the Christian right has spent decades lying about the extent of those problems to an audience of people predisposed to hating anything connected with the government. And they demonize teachers and administrators. They try to take over school boards. Mm -hmm. Um, But in theory, in theory, public schools have oversight and a transparent curriculum, and a filter to make sure teachers and administrators are certified to do what they do. Right. And they have counselors who work on behalf of the kids who can intervene if something is going wrong, and there are problems to help special programs, to help kids with special needs. Mm-hmm. Like, again, not perfect, better than going at it alone in a lot of cases. Yeah, this sort of rugged independence movement from the, from the right is exhausting for me because I, I just... How can you not understand that we're all in this together? How can you not understand that it takes a village at this point? Like, this forced, oh, like, it's just me against the world, me and my family against everybody. That's not how civilization is supposed to work. You're not little castles. You guys are a community. You fucking ignorant knobs. And with that. (sighs) That's really annoying. I hate it. 
Should have ended with the long hair story. Really should have ended better. Um, <laughs> Where do we find you? Oh, By the way, know. thanks to all of you who sent us images of your like Spotify end of the year list. Oh yeah, that's been so thanks fun for to listening listen. to the podcast. If we're like your number one, or how dare you, number two Ugh. podcast. Uh, thanks for letting us uh, beat all the other shows that you shouldn't be listening to. Uh, you can. Always find us on iTunes. You can leave us a message. This one says, oh, I might have read this already, but you it, can go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast to support this show. This is from a good man zero zero. That doesn't sound familiar. Um, <laughs> so here goes from middle age white, I think it's supposed to be cis man or cosplay man. I don't know. Singing don't care, horses nice, she is nice. When we get to the reaction in the story about the May about the man who oh who cross-dressed and committed suicide, it seemed like she needed a hug just at the same time I did. Adding a deep emotional reaction to the news keeps me coming back. Hemant is doing the job I wish all reporters would do. That's nice. Aww, That's a good compliment. You. I agree. Um, he calls people and tracks down what's true. Logic and facts are great in what is needed in a raw report. Emotions make the podcast worth listening to. That was really nice, that a good man sweet. zero zero. Thank you, Thank you friend. Um, horse is nice. She is nice. Great. Love it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's my next tattoo. Uh, if you are a donor on Patreon, you get access to uh, bonus, bonus episodes. We and are going three to episodes. Be what are we talking about? Well, I definitely wrote them down and I'm not making them up right now. Um, <laughs> I would like to talk about the show Bodies, Bodies, um, which is on Netflix, and I just finished it and I enjoyed it and would like to speak to you about it. Okay. Um, and then um, probably some other things that oh um. I don't know. Cool. We'll figure uh, we'll it out. Figure it we'll out. see you we'll in the bonus episode. Chat, huh? Bye.